Lottery results are in. Turns out the Charlotte Hornets are going to stand pat at 13 within the NBA draft lottery. So what's the move there with 13 and 15? We talk about all of that today. Plus give a coaching update on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free. We're available on all platforms. That includes YouTube, by the way. I'm Walker Mail alongside Doug Branson, who is the founder of this podcast. That's been growing. We were out and about yesterday, Doug. Talking some Hornets everywhere. To the moon, baby. Yeah, we're on Locked On NBA. We're on live shows. Because I'm telling you, the Charlotte Hornets, they're a franchise on the move, people. They're moving up in the world. Got two first-round picks. Let's go. Come on. And so are we. We were on Lockdown NBA. You did a Lockdown Now, the live show, as well as just I was talking about the NBA in general last night along with Jake Madison. I hopped on the Jeopardy set to talk some Charlotte Hornets with Nick Carboni, WCNC, <laughs> the NBC affiliate here in Charlotte. Is that okay to joke about? I don't know. I was a little scared. I, w I wanted to put it. I have a picture. Maybe I can try to dig that picture up. We'll see. So the, the picture is Doug sent me one when I was going on studio with Nick Carboni. You guys know him. Hops on pretty frequently with us here on Lockdown Hornets. And so I went into his I went into his territory and, decided, and gave the coaching update and stuff we're going to talk about here as well. But in the background, even Nick then said, we kind of joke around like this is our Jeopardy setup. Sure enough, I get a text, a picture message from Doug who had watched the video, photoshopped a Jeopardy desk under my face. And I don't know why I decided to put me in the red. That was the mean part about it. You could have just given me some green money, but instead you decided to put me in the hole. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you're not seeing this because there you're you listening, go. the picture is on YouTube. I am wearing my suit. It looks so much like Jeopardy. I mean, I'm there. <laughs> okay. Ken Jennings is talking to me. All right, we'll move on. We Let's talk. Fun. Let's talk enough fun. Let's talk about the lottery results. They came in and we saw the Charlotte Hornets revealed on the card pretty immediately. We thought maybe there'd be a shot to move up and it happened a couple of times, but in the end it plays out very much how pretty much everybody thought it was going to. So the Cavs get number 14 and then the Charlotte Hornets, they get number 13. There are a couple of other results we can get to regarding other franchises. The Kings are the big winner last night. They're the team that jumps up into the top four getting that fourth overall pick. So they jump. They'll three mess it spots. up. Don't worry. At Trailblazers, the Portland Trailblazers, they get that seventh overall pick. So the re results are going to be Orlando is one, Oklahoma City is two, Houston's three, and then you get Sacramento with that fourth pick. Indiana falls from five to six. So a little bit of bad luck for them as well. Yeah, so a couple of things. I mean, if you're upset about not winning the lottery, I would just say count your blessings. Knowing the Charlotte Hornets' history and in, in this lottery business, count your blessings that they didn't drop below Cleveland, that Cleveland didn't strike it rich, and the Hornets end up in the 14th position. So I'm happy the Hornets stayed exactly where they are. I like that. I, I like you know I love going up, but I you know hate going down. So staying pat, I'm good with that. Also, I gotta love the Sacramento Kings jumping up there because you know it's a franchise that passed on. Luka Doncic they've they to me are the Raiders of the NBA draft they like to take flyers on things it's an unconventional okay. front office uh, yeah. 
And taking flyers on players and messing up everyone's draft board, that can result in a player that might not have been available on most draft boards to the Hornets on, on the night of the draft. Suddenly that player becomes available. So I love the Kings moving but up. But that goes against everything up. you stand for, though. This is not the Doug Branson philosophy come NBA draft. Are you switching? Because what Doug used to do is he wanted to say, no. I want to take the player rising up the draft boards. I do mm-hmm. not want to take the player mm-hmm. falling because he's falling for mm-hmm. a reason. So mm-hmm. is this still the philosophy of you? Or are you kind of changing as you've grown wiser? No, I never change. I okay. stay the same. I was right <laughs> at the beginning and I stay right all the way through. Okay, folks, this is not a change. What this is, I'm not talking about a player that falls nine spots to get to 13. Yes, I would be very scared about that. If, if for example, Jay Nivey, all of a sudden he's projected at four or five, yeah. goes down to 13, then I'd be like, whoa, okay, I loved, I love what I saw at Ivy at Purdue, but like what's going on there that's what I would be scared of the old Noah Vonley situation that the Hornets found themselves in several years ago I was fell so to happy nine. when that happened I was like yes yeah, steal baby <laughs> yeah for the uninitiated Vonley falls to nine to the Hornets and then they get him in the gym and realize oh he fell because he literally just had no idea how to execute plays like play you mm-hmm. know professional level basketball he had sort of the physical tools but didn't understand how to play the game so that, that would worry me. But if you're talking about a player that was projected at 12, but because someone comes up and takes a flyer, this is what happened in our NBA lottery mock. Someone took a flyer on Branham, I believe, took him several spots yep. too early, and suddenly then Johnny Davis becomes available to the Charlotte Hornets at 13. That's what I'm talking about. Well, it doesn't, which doesn't seem all that crazy, by the way. I mean, I've seen a few mock drafts that might have the Hornets being able to pick them, but I think your original point, Doug, is that the Cavaliers are going to be 14. You want a team that you can rely on to take, especially with a bunch of big guys, right? And a whole bunch of length everywhere out there on the court. My dog is whining because apparently somebody's outside. So that's fantastic. Thank well, you. He's, he's scared. He's scared he, that the, uh, the, look, the Cleveland Cavaliers so, are going to trade this pick. It's okay. And, and steal whoever the Hornets were looking at at 15. Cause remember the Hornets have the 15th pick as well. Look Guinness. It's fine. They can package that up and move if they want to. It's not a big deal. And I tried to tell him this last night when he saw it, he was mad. He was angry, but it's okay because you can package this up. But also, as you've mentioned, the way it played out in the mock draft, if you want to get a little risky or froggy, as Mitch Kupchak might say, you can yep. wait on drafting that big guy at 13 Instead, taking your Johnny Davis and then having Mark Williams fall to 15 or whatever, you know, center you want to. We've gone through that scenario quite a bit now, but it does make some sense. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, they help you because they have drafted length upon length and signed guys, right? Like that's just kind of how their roster makeup has taken place over the last few years. Yeah, no, I I think there's that that's the key kind of takeaway from this lottery situation that the Hornets find themselves in is that they have multiple options with these picks. And, you know, we can talk about who who the Hornets could take at 13, who could possibly be available. Do they use both picks? Do they package these picks in a deal to acquire a veteran? Do they package this 13 and 15th pick to possibly move up if they feel like Jalen Duren, uh, the center out of Memphis, is somebody that would be available to them? That would be an upgrade over a possible Mark Williams or a Walker Kessler. Just so many different directions. I will say this, Walker. Uh, the last time the Charlotte Hornets were were slated to select at 13, they did trade the pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happened in 1996. That pick ended up being Cubby Bryant. So if you're the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> all I'm saying is if you decide to trade this 13th pick, 
think very hard about it. And then someone on Twitter pointed out that the general manager, or or I don't know if he was like the the, the general manager at the time or if he was in the front office, but regardless, Mitch Kupchak, that was who was in the LA front office helping to make that acquisition of Kobe Bryant for the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, yeah, so hopefully we don't have, we're not on the wrong side of whatever trade there is for the 13th overall selection. We can be on the right side of history this time around. Let's talk more about the scenarios coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We'll go through some more of the lottery details. Also, pretty interesting coaching update. There's just another name added to the list because the Charlotte Hornets are interviewing everybody, but there are a couple of guys that seem to be the front runners, along with Mike D'Antoni, who we've talked about. A couple of other names seem to be at that forefront. So we'll get to all of that in just a moment here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Now, before we talk about athletic green. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics and adaptogens as well to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things, plus it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's beneficial for any types of those diets. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. So AG1 can still taste good. You don't have to sacrifice that either. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, and that's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's talk more lottery details coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. So if you don't believe in the moon landing, mm-hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time, and I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise it's rather really than tough. counterclockwise. I've tried it. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So, Walker, at the end of that segment, I mentioned that the last time the Charlotte Hornets selected at the 13th position, of course, it was 1996. They traded the pick. It became Kobe Bryant. But the last time the Charlotte franchise selected 13, it was to select Sean May. That was back in 2005. Of course, the Charlotte Bobcats selecting both Raymond Felton and Sean May. That pick didn't necessarily work out. So my question to you, Walker, is if the Hornets do indeed select at the 13th position, how do they break this unlucky 13 streak? Uh, what player would guarantee in your mind that that streak would be broken? You mean Raymond Felton and Sean May didn't work out? That, well, that's Raymond did. Hold on now. Yeah, I, won't, I, I will not have some Felton you. slander. He's, he, if you look at the stats, <laughs> one of the better point guards in a franchise that didn't have like a ton of elite point guards, one of the better ones in, in Charlotte franchise history. I just remember coming back from Butler basketball camp and watching the draft and hoping Sean May fell to 13. I was hoping for that. And then when it happened, it's like, yeah, bring anybody on. We're going to be great. Let's trade up for a shot McCann's. Let's go out and let's find a way to get Marvin Williams too. And it didn't end up working. It out. made well, here's the thing. The shot I think the Sean May selection made sense, but there was that one concern, you know, his weight and and his and his I think his athleticism could he could he maintain his position in the league? And of course he didn't. And so that's my question to you is like is there a player that doesn't have that one glaring concern that could turn them into a bust? 
I, I think Mark Williams doesn't have a glaring uh, concern. And that that's somebody that I keep kind of pointing to that would make a lot of sense at 13. I would go more Jalen Duran because, you know, he's he's still number one. The reason I'm kind of focusing more on Mark Williams, because I think he is going to be there. Jalen Duran, I think, is going to get taken probably yeah. right before the Charlotte Hornets can select. And so if we're going to talk, it's realistic. I mean, it's not crazy that he would fall to 13. But Mark Williams seems like the more realistic option. Shot over 70%. Really good rim runner. Cares, right? Plays enough, you know, plays really good defense, can and protect the rim quite a bit. You know, he's athletic, standing reach, wingspan, all of that is going to help him. And I think he's somebody that can kind of help right away. You know, he's not this huge project. I think if you, if you talk about all of the centers that the Charlotte Hornets have on their roster right now, Kai Jones still a project, and he's never projected as the rim protector. You know, you want him to go out on the perimeter and do some of that stuff being six eleven, close to seven feet. You know, we, we didn't, we didn't draft him to be an anchor, you know, Nick Richards, we've already seen that experiment and James Brego decided not to go with it. I can't imagine another coach who's going to want to come in and try Nick Richards again. We know what it is with some of the veterans. Mark Williams comes in and I think is immediately there to at least get minutes. You might have somebody else start, but Mark Williams, I think, is somebody that can come in and help right away. So that's the guy I, I just we talked about Johnny Davis not failing because there seems to be a lot of stuff he does well. But, you know, star power, probably not there. I think Mark Williams can be that guy for them to be a good starting center in this league for a while. I think he has those tools. So I think he could be a good starting center eventually. Although two years of college experience, Walker, is the new four years, right? Like it if is. they come in with two years of college experience, you're like, oh, yeah, like they, they probably know what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, I, 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 of course, would not. You know, it's weird. Like I'm typically someone that doesn't like drafting for need. You know, I, I'm, I'm a BPA kind of guy. I like best player available. But in this particular draft, there is a ton of center, specifically defensive center talent that I wouldn't mind the Charlotte Hornets taking for need because they don't have anyone, right? It's it's you're drafting depth. It's not even about saying, okay, we're going to draft Mark Williams or Walker Kessler or Jalen Duran to come in and immediately start. If if that happens, if the Charlotte Hornets draft Mark Williams and Mark Williams immediately starts, to me, that means that this future Charlotte Hornets team did not go out and find another center prospect, veteran center yeah, prospect. True. I mean, yeah, right. to me, that's bad. You know, I would want to draft Mark Williams because I saw Mark Williams as the center of the future. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, but I would not think that Mark Williams, Walker Kessler, Jalen Duran, you know, Jabari would be the one player that I would be like, whoa, okay, you know, but but he kind of slots in as a power forward. Like I don't think it, you know, no, him he's playing not center, center is no. right. So, but but that's the one player in that. Uh, you know, front court situation that I could see coming in and immediately starting. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, Paolo would be interesting if that would be, you know, if they, if they had that high of a pick, right. But that, that that's kind of not going to happen. So Mark Williams being that guy, eventually you're right, Doug, I think they are going to have to go out, try to sign a free agent and, and we'll see, you know, who that 13th and the 15th overall pick is. And, you know, I, I saw, I forget who put this on Twitter, so I apologize, but they made the point of, all of these young players. So James Booknight, Kai Jones, JT Thor, two first round picks, 45 this year. And if the second round pick has any type of play, like a Jalen McDaniels, a Devontae Graham, or some of these other, you know, the Martins, <laughs> like if they have that kind of skill set, then is there something for them to be able to do? Can't play everybody. 
you know, I, so what, what are you going to do with this roster buildup as you try mm-hmm. to figure out what roster gives LaMelo ball and the rest of your core a best chance to win? So this uh, James book night becomes interesting, but along with JT Thor, Kai Jones, you know, th- you're going to have to make decisions there. Yeah, so Walker, I'm on record and will continue to be on record that I would prefer the Charlotte Hornets move utilize one or both of these picks in order to in order to acquire some veteran defensive talent. Now that defensive talent could probably needs to be in the front court, but even if they found a solid wing defender, that's going to help this team. This team had issues defensively in, in, in both on the wing and in the front court. So I I would want them to do that, but at the same time if they didn't find that particular deal. I think in the NBA, like you can't have enough good players. And, you know, it, it, it allows them, if they were to use both of these picks, it allows them to take a flyer, to take a risk on one player and maybe go safe on the other pick. Because typically, you know, when you're looking at best player available and you only have one first round pick, you might be as a front office a little bit more conservative. But the Hornets have a lot of young players already that are moving through their system and moving through their system quite effectively that I would feel okay if they use both of these picks, if they couldn't find that deal on players that could possibly two, three, four years from now, you know, build this team up because this is a franchise that for so long was using first round picks to try to immediately find help. This franchise is now in a position where they could, with LaMelo Ball, build a long term contender. And to do that, you can you have to have young players moving through your system constantly. So what I would say to people is like, yes. They need certain pieces to win now. They also have other tools. They've got the Gordon Hayward you know, possible move. They've got the Terry Rozier possible move that they could also use. It doesn't all come down to these draft picks. And if they make both of these picks, I'm not going to be like ultra disappointed by that. Yeah, I, no, no, absolutely not. And what's interesting, too, is that here you have these contracts kind of coming up on some of these second round picks that you've had. Do you just have so much faith in your ability to develop these second round picks that you would let a Cody Martin go? Or is that just a disaster because you've already put the time into a Cody Martin and it took a while for him to get here and you have to try to keep him because it's not like he's going to make you know a ton of money out there on the market. I, I'd be interested to see how they're going to do this. All right. Enough talking about the players in the NBA draft. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, we're going to talk about the coaching update that was given by Shams Sharania yesterday. One new name added to the pool, but also a couple of these other guys getting multiple coaching interviews with the Charlotte Hornets. So that's still to come here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Now, before we talk about Bilt Bar, Doug, you could not put the boxes down yesterday. You had tweets firing. You wanted to talk about ham and jam, Darvin Ham and Miles Bridges, Stotts, Tots. (laughs) I'm hungry. Yeah, you were hungry and you were extremely energized. And it was because you ate those delicious built bars that are healthy for you. Not only are they sitting around 150, 130 calories, but they have 16 grams of protein. They're also high in fiber. They're low in sugar. They're low in carbs. You don't have to sacrifice taste here either while also eating something healthy. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
you can get delicious built bars like the birthday cake. Sometimes the limited editions are even better than the OG staples, but the staples are great too. Everything covered in 100% chocolate. Also, make sure you check out rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? You don't have to do that anymore. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you could need from break parts tail lamps motor oil they even have new carpet go to rockauto.com right now you can see all the parts available for your car or your truck you can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you they have an amazing selection they have reliably low prices they have all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com we'll give the coaching update coming up next on the lockdown hornets podcast this is Locked on Hornets. 10, Al Jefferson. 9, Anthony Mason. Bastards! 8, Gerald Walton. 7, Baron Davis. 6, Dale Curry. 5, Glenn Rice. 4, Muggsy Bogues. 3, Larry Johnson. 2, Alonzo Mourning. Nice. Number 1, top Charlotte Hornet of all time, Kimba Walker. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. The list Ow. is done. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, Walker, before we get into this juicy head coaching conversation, I do want to shout out a couple of our YouTube subscribers and commenters. They were all over the comments yesterday. We posted uh, my reaction with Kanani Stevens of the Locked On Now podcast. Got some great comments. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, by the way, even if you don't plan to watch us on YouTube, that's fine. You can listen to the podcast. It's, it's gravy to us either way. But if you could subscribe to the YouTube channel, that would help us uh, tremendously. So uh, let's see. Van Eyck saying Mathurin at 13, Mark Williams at 15, then offer Cleveland a future pick for their 14 and pick Eason. So he wants to go. Van Eyck wants to go all the way in on the first round, the bottom of the lottery. Um, so that's <clears throat> that's interesting. Uh, Andrew saying if the picks are kept, 13, Mark Williams, and 15, Eason, or best player available. But explore all trade options that keep Mello happy and in Charlotte beyond his rookie deal. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably true, right? Best player available. At, at that point in the draft, you're going best player available for the most part. Hornets are going to take the center, and that's what lines up well for the Hornets is that there is a guy I think is going to match both what could be the best player available and also fit a need. And that's why I think the Charlotte Hornets are in a good spot, not only having 13 right there where a good player could be taken, but you have 15, and you can package that. We've talked about that a lot. We'll continue to discuss it as we go forward and get closer to the NBA draft. You could trade it for a veteran, or you can move up for a Jalen Duran if he starts to slide. Like, there are options here for the Hornets. So many people want to trade these picks, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think, to me, that's an indication that this fan base is ready to be done with player development, ready to be done looking at the far future, and ready to win now. And I think the organization has to understand that and respond to that. One last comment before we get to the coaching conversation. And I think this is, to me, the smartest, most like on-target comment of all of last night, maybe of all time. Of all time. I can only imagine what this comment's going to be. Let's hear it. It's from Jay Rubio says, Doug always says the right things like sending picks, get the center, right thing, win now. So so to me, that's the smartest comment. Doug always says the right things. What's impressive about you, Doug, is that you Mm -hmm. have trained YouTube Mm -hmm. commenters that when they say something nice about Uh -uh. you, 
they are you are going to read their comment on air. And so if they care at all about having their comment read on this show, they are going to say something nice. And then you are going to sneak it into some basketball analysis where everybody's paying attention. What do these people want? They want to trade. Who do they want to draft? What do they think? Oh, they think Doug is the best thing ever. And then they get their comment read. You're this very good cl- at that. Nope. Classic causation, causality, caution, fallacy that you're mm-hmm. doing right now. No, Classic. listen, it it happens to be, it's coincidence that the comments that say that I'm right also happen to be some of the smartest, best comments to read on air. That's just that's just the way it is. I did see, I think Tyler Murray wrote this on YouTube. We appreciate Tyler listening that we, I think you talked about trying to figure out this new production value we're attributing to the show, trying to figure out a couple of different things, you know, how to make this the best product. And you threw it to the listeners to see what they were thinking about some of the mm-hmm. new products. And then you said, we can't do anything about Walker's voice. So sorry about that. How deep people have people did. There was one, not people. I, I, I shouldn't say people. There was one person one time, and I found this very hilarious, that like commented about your voice being so deep. And it's nothing that we're doing. It's just that's your human voice. Oh, we, we, yeah, we're chopping and screwing it up. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? But Tyler also said that his niece uh, has a deeper voice than mine. Could you, I, oh, wow. And he, was, he said, sorry, Walker, just joking, which totally fine. I just had the vision of like, I don't know how old the niece is, but can you imagine a five-year-old having a voice like this? That would be get her, some omen, like demonized type of stuff great. that would scare I mean, the hell out of me. Get her, get her on the radio. Yeah, that's, that's all I would yeah, say. Honestly, take advantage of it. If, if maybe we can have her first intern, Lockdown Hornets intern, I would love to. Uh, I would love to have the niece on if she does have the pipes. All right, let's talk about um, the coaching update. Right, Terry Stotts, former Portland Trailblazer head coach. A lot of people, you know, thought he did a good job before he got bounced and had Damon Lillard, CJ McCollum. You know, we saw their growth with Portland. They Mm -hmm. get to a Western Conference Finals one time. That was the peak of the success for Portland. So the Charlotte Hornets did interview Terry Stotts. That's one. The other coaching update Mm -hmm. is that Darvin Ham had a second interview with the Charlotte Hornets, along with Kenny Atkinson. So Terry Stotts being somebody that's in there also. And so he's added to the mix. Even with that being said, it does seem Mike D'Antoni, Darvin Ham, Kenny Atkinson. If you tr- if you try to you know read between the lines, it seems like those three guys are towards the top of the list that the Charlotte Hornets might employ to be their next head coach. I do like that they reached out to Terry Stotts because again, it's a it's a guy who has playoff experience, has the head coaching experience. Has has I don't know if he has any fifty win seasons. I have to double check that. Uh, but <laughs> that would be a bonus in my book if he's won fifty games. I'll, I'll double check that uh, once you start talking um, and I stop listening. Okay. So Terry Stotts, I, I love it. Little Stotts, Tots. You know, I mean, coaching the young players up. Little little Terry Rozier if they decide to keep him. It's a little Terry Twosome, little scary Terry Twosome. Uh, I'm I'm all into the Terry Stotts thing because again, it's it's somebody who has experience working with a superstar caliber point guard and and utilizing them, maximizing them, and so that excites me about the Terry Stotts thing. And but I'm I'm also 
excited about Darvin Ham. If Ham, but I really think that Ham's going to be the coach of the Lakers. <laughs> like I want to get excited about the Darvin Ham thing, but I just don't even see it as a possibility because I think I saw a report out there that like before they hired Vogel, who also is a name. I mean, I you know we shouldn't be shocked if Vogel yeah. ends up being the name too. But before Vogel, I think Clutch Sports. You know, there was a report that Clutch Sports and LeBron had already signed off on Darvin Ham, but they ended up going in the direction of Vogel. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Ham, but if you pair Ham with Miles Bridges, you re-sign him, you get a little Ham and Jam. I'm starving. I'm starving for wins. I'm starving for 50 wins. I think it could happen under any of these coaches. Yeah, I, I almost don't want to tell you this, but Terry Stotts did have three seasons in the NBA where he did uh, amass 50 wins his second <laughs> year. His second That's year coaching Portland, he did get 54. He went 54 and 28. Ooh. That's the best record they would post, at least, in the regular season. Had 51 the following season. Had 49, not quite 50, but then did That's have basically 50 wins. I'm counting. In 2018-2019. So that was uh, the record of one Terry Stotts. Some of the better seasons that he had with the Trailblazers. Um, you mentioned Darvin Ham. I do want to read this tweet from Shams. He said, quote, Bucks assistant Darvin Ham will also interview for a second time in person. And he has emerged as a serious candidate he always felt like a serious candidate i don't know if there's something we should you know put i don't, I don't know if there's more importance now that we should put there if that's just something he's putting out to, to, well hold on let me pause let me pause you for two seconds because i think this is a weird thing and the whole i see this every year in coaching like there's a quote serious candidate or they are strongly concerned i think this is language that I feel like it, there's an economy in this language. There's there are reports out that come. Prob. I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate. Go ahead, play the music. Yeah, play, play it. the Go music. Ahead. Bring the soundboard right. out. It's been a while. I don't want to speculate. I so I speculate that this kind of thing comes from the coaching camps that want people want other teams to understand. Man, that's still playing. Um, let it go. Want- Just let it roll. <laughs> they want other teams to understand, hey, 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 Lakers, hey, other teams, the yeah. Hornets are considering me a strong candidate, so you might want to pick up the phone. I, I love the fact that they, you know, I, I bet it's just crazy enough to work. You know, here, here's some <laughs> GM for another NBA franchise. Uh, maybe the Lakers and the Hornets, right? It's Mitch Kupchak. It's not many know. jobs out there. That's the that's an interesting thing about this whole coaching search for the Charlotte Hornets is they've taken their time and they kind of can by virtue of the fact that there haven't been a ton of openings this time. Yeah. Do you think Rob Palinka is thinking, oh God, Charlotte Hornets now <laughs> Ham is a serious candidate. Let's hey. call him. Let's up the offer. And I bet Ham and his agent, that's exactly what they told Champs to do to give him a little scoop, a little insight. I bet it's crazy enough to work. Oh, These franchises, scoop, they get scoop of ice cream, little um, scoop of chicken salad. I'm hungry. I am starving. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. I I think that's exactly what's going on. And but I think that the Lakers in this particular situation have to take it seriously because the Charlotte Hornets, I think, are more willing now than ever to open up the pocketbook to not be cheap on this coaching hire to get really serious. And there aren't many jobs. So, uh, you know, I think there is going to be a lot more jockeying before this is all said and done. So my, my next question before we end today is this, you know, Darvin Ham has been a guy that we've talked a lot about where he has, everybody has say, nobody has to take this job, but Darvin has been apparently, you know, pretty, you know, trying to figure out exactly what his spot should be, where he wants to be the head coach, whatever franchise, like he wants to choose that rather than just take the first open job that he can get. If right. he is interviewing a second time, 
does that mean that Ham would accept it if the job is offered to him? Because if you're interviewing for a second time, it feels like he kind of wants it. You know, like, I mean, if I, I just I don't understand why you would waste your time in that regard. Maybe you would want to get to know Mitch Kupchak more. You want to be in the good graces. Maybe you're meeting somebody else this time. I don't know. But it does seem like at least Darvin Ham would be pretty damn interested if the offer was extended to him. I think so. I mean, I think this is a I've said this before, like I think the Charlotte Hornets job is an attractive job. It's more attractive now than it's been in in quite some time. That has to do with the fact that they have LaMelo Ball, that they have a lot of other young players that and the books, the books aren't great. Uh, because of the Gordon Hayward contract, obviously, because of the weight of the Terry Rozier contract. When you combine all those things together, it's not great, but it's also not awful, especially once they get off this godforsaken Nick Batum dead cap money. Uh, so, you know, I think it's a great situation. Uh, but really, if you're somebody that's trying to enter the league as a first-time head coach and you are as as desired as Darvin Ham is, uh, I think you want I, – I, I would want, if I were in Darvin Ham's position, I would want to make sure that whatever that first job I took – was as guaranteed as possible to be somewhat successful because you don't want that first job to be a disaster because if it's a disaster that lands on you and your Mm -hmm. reputation and your ability to secure future head coaching positions. And sometimes, not sometimes all the time when you're a head coach or you're the leader of any kind of organization, there are things outside of your control that end up, you know, hurting your ability to do the thing that you were asked to do. And so you you want to try to limit those things. Well, and that's the thing. This is not going to be a disaster. It wasn't for James Borrego. And that's no. why people are going to tell you that James Borrego is going to get another shot. A- at least whether, whether you hate James Borrego or not, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Other NBA personnel, other NBA decision makers are going to give him another shot at some point. And I guess that's just the thinking of other NBA insiders. But James Brayko is respected. Hell, everybody wanted to point to that Jake Fisher article and discuss how true it was about LaMelo Ball. Well, if you're going to give all of the truth in the world to some of LaMelo Ball and his criticisms of maybe the organization, you know, wanting just some of that stuff, right? Like, you also have to give the truth to LaMelo's one confidence in Brayko, but also the point of the NBA and some of its decision makers being confident in James Brago. My point being, if you want to apply that to Darvin Ham here, it's not going to be a disaster. And if Darvin, if he, you know, sits at about the same record, let's, let's go. I mean, let's go same record, just gets into the playoffs, finds a way to get to that six seed or then seven seed, then, you know, play in and then gets into the playoffs or you win close to 50 games already. You're set because if you win one game or if, if you win, you know, one season, and then you maybe have, you know, a falling out the second year. Like, we know this game. Coaches get recycled all the time. Like, you just have to be named one once, it not be a disaster, and then you might get another shot. The Hornets can be that roster, and you got some ceiling for you because of LaMelo Ball. I, it's, it's a good job. It's a good job, especially if you want to have some staying power in the NBA. All right. Uh, just just real quick, Stotts, uh, when he his final season with Portland, he became just the 33rd coach in NBA history to coach in 1,000 games, according to this uh, article from BlazersEdge.com. And his 500th win came on March 19th, 2021. Walker, that's a lot of winning. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of head coaching experience. Um, and, and you know, sort of the benefit of Terry Stotts is that uh, he's a little bit younger than Dan Tony. So, I mean, you could probably count on him, you know, if things worked out to stay with your organization a little bit longer than Dan Tony. 
All right, Terry Stotts, Darvin Ham, uh, Kenny Atkinson also, somebody that you know did get a second interview. We've talked about Kenny Atkinson. You can follow that in the archives on YouTube or the podcast. We spoke Look with it up. Adam Armbrecht of Locked On Nets, Kenny Atkinson leading the Nets to the playoffs that one year. So if you want to find more information on him, just go look in the archives of Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Thanks again for joining us here, and we'll be back with you tomorrow.